What up? What up? Hello. It is episode three. three. We made it. We're not just a, a fad or a one-hit wonder. We're here. It came quick. When I was on my way here, I was like, wow, three episodes in. <laughs> I know. I love it. You know, we got like 15 plays yesterday or something like that. I know. I saw yeah. it kind of jumped oddly. I was very confused. But also not confused, which we're great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just a matter of time. There's just, just too just much content out there these days. Yeah. But, you know, now that we have the Insta, I mean, it's <laughs> it's over, people. So, well, hello from L.A. Ben and Coda here. Yep. Coda's doing better. You're feeling healthier. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little stiff. Less yeah. pain. Yeah. Just stiff. But I can live with being stiff. I'm the old yeah. man. He has the back <laughs> problems. Here we are. It's, it's been tough. It's been tough. But I'm still on that paid vacay, so, Oof. you know, really could be worse. I think it That's ends on Monday. That's so, the life. Okay, you know, okay. It's coming to a close. Yeah. Oh. Well, Coda and I are back together finally in person. Yeah. We're thrilled about that. Yeah. Coda, what are you, uh, well, why don't you tell everyone what you were just trying to tell me, and I completely ignored you. I said save it for the <laughs> Oh, pod, you're good. Coda. The Chargers, full schedule, home and away was released. Uh, obviously, we have division teams at home Mm -hmm. but yeah the home schedule is pretty tough um i can't remember off the top of my head i just closed it but we got bills ravens cowboys dolphins bears lions there was someone else but that's a that's a tough home slate for a non-division winner right that's rough i was like dude we might like split home games next year that's tough not just that but for a team with the division that you guys have granted Maybe the Raiders drop off. Maybe drop they off. get Tom Brady. Maybe. And then I mean, ready. maybe the Raiders and the Broncos are just as similar as they were this year. Yeah. You know? I'm actually less concerned about the division next year. Okay. Yeah. What about Hackett leaving the Broncos? Do you feel like that makes them any more competitive? No. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like defensively, obviously. Yeah. Like, legendary defense. So good. Any yeah. team would take that defense, but they have so many holes in offense. It's just like, yeah. I, I think they're a couple years away. And Russ is not the guy. I That's mean, it's just like he's fair. aging. Like they're gonna need to bring in someone new. More on Russ later. I've got a great quote for for y'all. You're gonna love it. Um, yeah. Well, we've got to vow to each other that we're gonna get to another game this year. Yeah. Dude, I we watched... might have to go to more than one because yeah, let's that not schedule's watch the in, that schedule's again. nuts. No, let's not do that. <laughs> Maybe we can get Bill's tickets. That'd, <laughs> That'd be, be sick, dude. Um, amazing. Well, this is our little triple B session. Beer and buddy banter. Just a couple quick thoughts for you. Uh, One, we'll talk a lot about Joe Burrow today, but uh, I'm encouraged to hear he wants to stick with Cincinnati. Yeah. We need more Tom Brady likes. At least the the Pats Tom Brady. I mean, hell, he did, what, 20 years with them? Yeah. That is... It's just fun to look forward to matchups. Like Trevor Lawrence's Jags take on Joe Burrow's Bengals, you know? Yeah. Speaking of the Jags... Uh, our women folk were really excited about the idea of the pool at the Jags. They were. We were showing pictures. We have now also vowed we need to go and actually like consume a game. Why don't we have a pool in LA? That doesn't even make sense. If there's ever been a place, like we get a hell of a lot less rain than Jackson. I don't understand why we wouldn't have a pool. We'll put it in with them. I think they yeah. spent like send an email. A small like one point seven billion or something on Surely our stadium. They so, have it in the budget. Just yeah. What's point three billion more? One pool for a nice pool. <laughs> and then lastly, hot take from my dear grandmother. Apparently, word on the street, hot out of Boston, is Mac yeah. Jones wants to be traded, and they does, believe. Yeah, I'm like, well, maybe does because he have his a, offensive coordinator oh, doesn't God. exist. But word on the street is that that may have something to do with one Tom Brady desiring to return to New England. 
Coda, is this right on or dead wrong as some foreshadowing? Today? Absolutely dead wrong. There's no way. I think it'd be a crazy cool story. Wouldn't it? There's no chance. Also, I mean, maybe we'll talk about Brady more later too. I don't see the investment in Brady as a good decision for anyone. No. Um, I mean, honestly, he didn't. He wasn't great this year. He was a good quarterback this year, but yeah. it's like. I'm not going to pick up Brady for what, maybe another year, two at the most. Probably. I'll take him as a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Or a mentor, <laughs> like, but he's also not going to sit either. It's like, if you pick him up, you're starting him. And I just, I don't think that's a good decision. And and we'll get back to this yeah. next week. We we are going to push the QB carousel. We, we're sorry, fans. Yeah, we're gonna sorry have about you, that. We're going to have you keep coming back. So that's going to be our, our hot segment, one of two, next week. Um, but Coda, why don't you, uh, why don't you review something that happened from last week? Yeah. This, uh, little Manuka, the misses and me little challenge. Um, so this is where you, you guys have not seen this dog, but Ben and Shannon, Shannon's Ben's great wife, mm. have the most perfect LA dog yeah. that ever was really. Oh, I don't think sure. anyone's ever, it's named Manuka. I don't think anyone's ever met Manuka, not just fallen in love with that dog melted we've had friends that met manuka through us and are just like talk about it to this day just such a sweet pup but manuka loves football mm. loves to pick the game so manuka picks some ben and i pick some and our wives shannon and annie pick some it's a great you know it's just great see see you know put ourselves up against them see what happens i was actually really surprised to see manuka's <laughs> results it's Man- a tough yeah. break for someone who took so many risks. So many risks. So many. Really, Manuka was the underdog, no pun intended. She went one in five. Um, really tough. Manuka had a really tough weekend. She's really feeling it. Uh, we actually had a Ben and Shannon tie mm. for second place at three and three. 500, not bad. Which is, not, I mean... I'll take it. Yeah, 500 or better was great. And yeah. then me and my beautiful wife, Annie, tied at first with four and two. That shook me up. Yeah. Annie does this thing. We were just talking about this with a friend today. I think it was two years ago, Annie and I picked March Madness brackets. Uh-huh. And I spent like four or five hours on mine. And Annie literally just within five minutes pictures. And she smoked Just me. sent it. So she has some knack for picking these games. It's mm. very impressive. Man. Yeah, well, what are your kind of thoughts on seeing these? You've got a gift there. Jumps out to you. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll say this. I, I, I'll praise her for picking the Jags against <laughs> her dear husband and being right. She and was I'll, stressed, though. She was stressed yeah, for 75% of that game. I saw her. But I'll also praise you. Your beloved Chargers were one of your two losses. To, so to be 4-1 and one in the other five games. And really should have been 5-1, and one, uh, if we're honest here. Without a doubt. Not even as a Chargers fan. Should have been 5-1. and one. Without a doubt. And, and I think what, what I would say, lastly, about this review of this week is, man... I feel like no games were truly decisive besides the Cowboys no. over the Bucks and really the Niners over the Seahawks. Yeah. And I think we we knew that the Niners over the Seahawks was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, maybe some folks up in the Pacific Northwest were in, you know, living in delusion. Yeah. I was surprised by Cowboys Bucks. That obviously shocked me. I, yeah. I was a Bucks Upset there, not really yeah, upset. Right, I guess. Right. No, I mean I was. Ex- we'll talk about this later. Yeah. In a, in a new segment, but I was really, really impressed with Dak and the Cowboys. It was, it was an impressive win. I'm gonna give you credit though, Coda. I feel like you referred to this as an upset, and I think uh, it, it would have truly been an upset had the Bucks beat the Cowboys. Yeah. I think they demonstrated that on the field. Yeah. 
And then truly, if we go record to record, there was no worse team that made the playoffs than the Bucks. So I was mistaken, and this is where I think we probably need to fix the NFL playoffs to some degree. <laughs> Again, all of my love to Jacksonville and to the Buccaneers, but yep. did they deserve to be in over certain other teams? Maybe like not. my Commanders, for example? I don't think so. Can no, you, I'm there. Can you tell me that you wouldn't have rather seen Washington, a healthy Washington, at Dallas for that game? Oh, 100%. And what a great, Washington-Dallas, what a great game hey, that would come have been. Come on, come yeah, on. No, we're, we're overdue for an overhaul of of the seeding of these playoffs. Absolutely. Well, we're, look at us, Cody. We're, we're just cruising along. We're doing a great job, leaving plenty of room for my surprise that I have for you here soon. <laughs> yeah, Ben has a surprise, just foreshadowing a little bit. I've hearing about this since last week. So a little bit curious. of a partic- external participation, okay, if you okay. will. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> got some great friends. Well, Cody, right. we've got a new game to you, okay. a new game to a lot of our listeners, but one that harkens back to our mother podcast, On a Dime Podcast. Okay. This was one, uh, one of the classics, one of the favorites. It's called Right On or Dead Wrong. I love okay. It. You know, we, we just enjoy a good, you know, I guess that's a rhyme or a half rhyme. Yeah. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to process. Because honestly, you know, my wife's a therapist. I feel like this was a pretty jarring weekend. <laughs> I gave Coda a hug at church and said, brother, I'm I so sorry. I got so many hugs. Yeah. Like, very real, like, they they meant it. Like, you know. You've suffered trauma. Yeah. We I, understand the loss. You guys listening need to know I actually cried after the game. And I told someone that at church on Sunday, and they they're like, "I get it, I get that, I get it." And I wasn't there for you. I was too busy, <laughs> yeah. you know, entertaining friends. Of course, as if that's important. <laughs> um, so, folks, again, what we're gonna do here is I'm gonna list off some questions. Coda will will give his thoughts. I'll chime in a you know a quip or two, um, and we're gonna decide: Are these takes right on or dead wrong according to the Fourth Quarter Podcast, guys? All right, so let's. Let's jump right in. Right in. Geno Smith will be the starter for the Seahawks at the end of next season. It's right on for me. Right on. It really on. is. It really is. He played so well this season. Uh-huh. You could say he's aging, but he has he not he's not really played. Yeah. Like he has less wear and tear in his body than a usual, you know, thirty plus year old quarterback. Right. I think he has a ton more in the tank than someone usually would at his age, just because He's never really played meaningful games or, you know, he's never really played. Um, so that's right on for me. And I think he's great. Yeah. Obviously, anything could happen. Seahawks trade up, get someone. That's a different story. Right. Even then, though, I think you draft a young QB, pick up a young QB. I think you stick with him okay. to start the season. So maybe he's not the starter at the end of the season. Right. My gut tells me to go with him. I like him. I love it, and that's that's why I went with end of next season, because I do think that that is an indication of is he their guy, right? Yeah. Because one that says, did they do well next season? If he's still playing at the end of next season, they're probably playoff contenders. If he's yep. not, they may have either shipped him or they brought in a new guy. Who knows? Totally. So, yeah. Here's a quote from one Geno Smith. It wasn't hard to win over the locker room. I don't know if y'all saw the last guy, but... Let's just say he used to buy his linemen stars as gifts. Used to tell DK he was praying for him when he showed up to games with blue hair. Used to make boys pray before eating at the strip club buffet. It's like bringing Ned Flanders to a bachelor party, that guy. This is, is this a real quote? This is a Geno Smith. When did this come out? Real quote. Uh, hot off the press a couple nights ago. I literally geeked in front of my <laughs> wife. I said, 
I didn't know how did I miss that more shade. Throughout. Oh my god. Yeah. The most abrasive direct shade. I mean, but also Ned Flanders. That is kind of <laughs> oddly spot on. So I wow. can see why you won the locker room with quotes like that. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's talking about the last quarterback that obviously the team didn't like like that, they're really gonna love him. He's wow. not, yeah, he's not talking about Brock Osweiler. No, so, that's that's um, true. Speaking of Brock's, uh, for some reason I wrote Brocky Purdy in my notes, so that's exciting. <laughs> that was a great be... transition, though. Thank you. Yeah. I, that was seamless, honestly. That was seamless. That you can't write it like that. That just had to be organic, and that's yeah. for you, friend. So Brock Brocky Purdy is capable of leading the Niners to a Super Bowl win this year. Coda, right on or dead wrong? It's dead wrong. Okay. It's dead wrong. He could be capable of leading them to the Super Bowl. Okay. But was he going to go up? Against the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. I yeah. mean, the AFC yeah. is just loaded. Okay. The NFC's it's fine. But there's no real conceivable way I could see Brock Purdy going up against Mahomes, Allen, or Burrow and winning that game. Yeah. It just doesn't seem rational to think like that. Okay. I could be totally wrong. I think it'd be awesome if I'm wrong. What a cool story. But I don't see it happening. So less about Brock, more about AFC dominance, yeah. talent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And... You watched the game. Yeah. The Seahawks Niners game. Yeah. He didn't play great, you he know. Didn't and play it could be those first playoff jitters. You yeah. know, I'd be I'm curious to see him against Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really instill any like new confidence in I, me. I think that's right. And I'll, I'll give him credit, I think, for a rookie to to look this poised to be mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl is incredibly impressive. Yeah. I do think he is one of the um, lesser factors in a Niners Super Bowl victory if it does happen. I'm going to go ahead. I didn't even answer the first one. I'm going to go ahead and say dead wrong to the first one. Okay. I don't think Seattle's going to go along with him through next season. I think that yeah. I think the wheels are going to fall off the bus a little bit. I think the rest of the division is getting better. Uh, yeah. Minus the Rams. They should just stop playing. <laughs> um, and then Brock Purdy, I'm also going to say dead wrong. Yeah. What a story it would be. Would be great. Um, I'd love to see it. But I also, if I was a betting man, which I want to be, but I'm not able to be, <laughs> I would put, I would take the AFC field versus the Niners right now. 100%. So that, that's in, exactly my thought. We're aligned. Yeah. Speaking of the AFC, speaking of heartbreak Knew this, this past weekend, Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, should be canned after their embarrassing loss this weekend. Right on or dead wrong? I'll preface with, I've had I've had such like a flow of emotions this week. Oh, yeah. It sounded like I was getting emotional. I swear <laughs> I'm actually not. Um, <laughs> after the game, initially, obviously, I, was, I think I texted you. I was like, he's gone. Absolutely. That's those big emotions. You know, Absolutely. I'm having as a kindergarten. I was having some big emotions. Yeah. The more the week went on, the more the players spoke about Staley. There's not a single player on that team that has said anything negative about him. They've all actually said, we really want him to say we really like him. Right. That's a big thing for a locker room. You obviously want to play for someone that you want to play for and that you like. Yeah, definitely. I think you keep him. Yeah. It's dead wrong. Okay. Next year's a big year. Yeah. There, it's, I feel like they almost have to kind of like Kyler Murray him. Yeah. He needs to have very clear direction of like, are you allowed to play your starters in a meaningless game? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Because yeah. also, we lost that game by one point. <laughs> you cannot tell me that Mike Williams isn't worth at least a point. Right. You know, I feel like if we have Mike Williams in that game, 
I feel like we win that game. Yeah. And I think that's just like, not maybe not objectively true, subjectively, I guess. I feel like that's true. Yeah. Um, I think it was the right move. They let go of Lombardi. Yes. Let go of Shane Day, quarterback's coach. And he came out today and said there's going to be more staff changes. Yep. Um, okay. Okay. So I think that those are the steps because I sent you a graphic. I don't know if it was easy to understand. Explain it. Yeah. So there's there was a graphic of Justin Herbert's throws, every single throw from the Jags game, mm-hmm. and Josh mm-hmm. Allen, every single throw from the Dolphins game. You listening to this you have to look it up i mean there's not a throw that was attempted in the jags game further than 20 25 yards wow and alan i mean he had probably four or five throws that were 30 40 yards beyond the line of scrimmage it's just they're playing a different game you know we can't win with a quarterback who has a generational arm throwing screen screen passes all game yeah so i think keep staley overhaul the rest of the staff but it has to be like a Kyler Murray situation. It has to be very clear, like, this is it. These things can't happen. Yeah. You have to make some adjustments. Can't play your game. Players in meaningless games. So, yeah. I would say dead wrong, but he's on thin ice. I love it. Let me jump in here because I actually do have some thoughts, too, as a mostly neutral party except for my, my love for Coda. Um, <laughs> I will say um, this, I think, is very akin to Brian Dable leaving the Bills. I think that this, to me, speaks more to offensive coordinator than the head coach. I'm yeah. glad they can Joe Lombardi, their former offensive yep. coordinator. I, I look at it, and I think the Bills have Sean McDermott as their head coach, defensive head coach. The yep. Chargers have Brandon Staley as their head coach, defensive head coach. Their defense has figured it out. They are a strong defense. Yeah. They sure as hell forgot how to play in the second half this past game. But I think that was more just like the sports god saying that they liked Trevor Lawrence's hair. Yeah. Um, I will say this is about as bad as you can do and keep your job though. Playing the starters with it's impressive. It's dumb. Most people could not be this bad at their job and keep their job. And they were up twenty seven nothing, right? They snuck in a seven point uh, you know, score at the end of the half to make it twenty seven seven, but He's only 19 and 15 as head coach. So he's not exactly like, you know, blowing the doors off yeah. this thing. And Which again, is why I think this yeah. year has to be like, hey, we get it. You've had injuries. Hasn't been a great situation. I agree. This has to be the make or break. I, I need, think I need needs to be 11, on. 12 wins. Yeah. You need to get to divisional round. Yeah. Those are, there's, things are like, the roster's loaded. There's they, no reason you can't do that. And they should be going to Kansas City this weekend. And it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun one. Daniel Jones proved he is an elite QB with this win over the Vikings on the road. Again, this is the Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. Right on or dead wrong? I, I'll go with right on. Okay. Honestly, I'm a huge Daniel Jones stan. I think he's great. I don't think you're ever going to look at his numbers, and they're not going to jump off the screen to you most of the time. Obviously, yeah. they did in the wild card weekend. Yeah. But their offense isn't built for his numbers to jump off the screen. Yeah. He does what he's supposed to do. He does it well. He doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. He's efficient. Yeah. And he showed that he's capable of putting up really big numbers. Yeah. And if you watched him in college, he was a slinger. I mean, he threw the ball all over the field. He's yeah. just not an offense that is going to show that in paper, mm. I feel. But I think he proved this week, and he's legit. And yeah. I think they rumors they're going to offer him a ton of money this year. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's fair. I think he's legit. I think that's, he does his job well. That's fun to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm from the East Coast. I did not watch him in college, truthfully, but all of us kind of know the quality of Duke football. Let's just say, mm-hmm. obviously, Duke's not known for their football. Yeah. Big empire there. Big. <laughs> a lot of money going to that program. <laughs> but I, I will say, um, to be the first quarterback in NFL history to have 
300 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and at least 70 rushing yards in a playoff game. That's something. Yeah. It was also his playoff debut. Yeah. And let's acknowledge who called him elite. It wasn't the press. It wasn't even his coach. It was Saquon Barkley. He's the closest besides the center's butt to him all game. Yeah. Right? So let's give that to him. Yeah. Um, But I will say... I'm going to go dead wrong. Okay, that's fair. I think to be elite, you need to be the reason that your team is what they are. I understand. I actually agree with you. He's not the reason. And I think I want to reserve elite for maybe the top 10. Yeah, that's fair. But I will say, and you could put me on record saying this, I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Yeah, I'm not even sure he's a franchise quarterback. (laughs) I want to be very careful with this term. Shout out to my best man, my dear friend, Jordan Blair, who we argued about Ryan Tannehill with our other friend, Scott Martin, for decades. Uh, not actually, but we, we just believed that Ryan Tannehill wasn't a franchise quarterback. Yeah, and is uh, he? No. Well, I believe that he was, Jordan Blair. At the time, was, yeah. And, and here we are. <laughs> Speaking of franchise quarterbacks, Coda, Joe Burrow will win more Super Bowls yeah. than Justin Herbert. Yes, this is supposed to irritate I was going to say, just adding salt to the wound. Right it's on funny. or dead wrong? I actually wrote both because I think it's really... I don't know if you can answer that question right now. Yes. Just based on Herbert's situation compared to Burrow's situation. Yeah. Joe Burrow has an amazing coaching staff. Yeah. He has two really young, great wide receivers. Absolutely. If things stay the same, Burrow's going to win substantially more Super Bowls than Justin Herbert's going to win. Yeah. I think if you put Justin Herbert in the same situation Joe Burrow's in and put Joe Burrow in Justin Herbert's situation, I think Herbert would win substantially more Super Bowls. Yeah. So I would say right now, right on. Okay. Considering the situations... But a year from now, it could look totally different, I think. I just think it's really their situations are so different based on who's coaching them, who's in the offense. So mm. it's hard to say right now, but I, I think I'd say Joe Burrow in this current situation. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I guess that maybe means that we respect Zach Taylor as a head coach, the Bengals head coach, yeah. more than Brandon Staley. I mean, yeah. he did lead them. It's not just Joe that got yeah. them to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, it was impressive. Yeah. So let's just brag on your man here for a second. Justin Herbert, in his last game of the season, yeah. right, became the first QB in history to throw for 4,000 yards three consecutive seasons yeah. to start his career and passed Andrew Luck for the most passing yards over the first three years. It was the most passing touchdowns, too. I think that's right. Yeah. I it's, think that's I mean, right. it's crazy. Like, And that's what I'm saying, like the situation thing. Like, You look at what Herbert's done mm-hmm. in three years mm-hmm. with – Two different offensive coordinators, two different head coaches, three different quarterback coaches. Like, it's it's almost yeah. insane. It's irrational to think that he's actually putting up the numbers he is. Yeah. And he has no speedy receiver anywhere. I mean, it's truly he's oh, throwing okay. balls. Like, he's throwing dots yeah. to get these yards. It's really impressive. So that's why I think it's very situational. I think you're yeah. you're just throwing real stats there, man. I, that was <laughs> impressive. No, seriously. And, I, and I, I will say this is right on, and I don't think this means that Burrow is better than Herbert. Yeah. I do think that situation means a lot. Was Dan Marino not good at quarterback? Was he not elite? Hell no. No. He was a generational yeah. talent, but he didn't win Super Bowls. Yeah. And I think that had a lot to do with where he was. Yep. Lastly, 
The Cowboys should be the favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl after their dominant performance on Monday night, right on or dead wrong. It's right on for me. Okay. And I was really not high on the Cowboys last week, yeah. so I'll eat some crow here. If anyone goes back and listen to that, I was pretty sure, given the history, they were going to yeah. get upset or upset in that game. Right. They look so good. Yeah. And I'm trying to not overreact. It's the Bucks. They were 8-9. and nine. I mean, they literally had a losing record. Yeah. But they just came in dominated, did what they need to do. Imagine how good they'd be if they made extra points. It'd be crazy. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in how my many, life. Did they miss it's four? Four in a row. That's almost like you just got like impossible. the yips or something. Like, yeah. I think it's after like, I think the first two made sense. Like, oh, that's crazy. What a coincidence. The third and fourth have to be the yips. Like you're just in your head about it. Or we should check the record book. Maybe he was going for some kind of like, <laughs> you know, bad Weird record, record to yeah. go for, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever floats your boat. But no, I think the Cowboys are legit. I just, it kind of comes back to the Brock Purdy thing. Mm. I love the story. I'd love to see Brock Purdy get to a Super Bowl, maybe yeah. win a Super Bowl. I don't see someone who's not even had a full rookie season. Right. I mean, he's he only came in about the last 40-ish percent of the season. I just don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. based on that, too, I'd take the Cowboys. Okay, okay. I will go dead wrong, and uh, we'll get back to this. Obviously, I'm going to have to pick the Niners for this to be true. I would say, I think the Cowboys are right up there with everybody else. Um, Fun fact, they're 4-3 and on the road this season. 2-1 and is a road dog, okay? They split with the Eagles, and they beat the Giants twice. Yeah, actually, I was going to add that. They're 3-1 and against whoever their potential opponent might be. So that's, you know... Also, regular season's different. So exactly. But the Niners are 7-1 and one at home this season. Again, they've had three different quarterbacks, and they've lost to the Chiefs, which makes sense. So it's going to be really, really freaking interesting. Um, Coda, it's a fun segment. Great segment. Thanks for doing that with me. Of course. Well, before I like, let you take us to the next iteration of Manuka, the Mrs. or Me, I have a special surprise for you that I've been holding out on so um it's not the completion of what i was hoping for okay but it is good okay and so this is a segment that i had thrown your way a while back and it's called playoff pitches okay okay and so i reached out to the um (laughs) remaining eight teams uh representatives um from my perspective aka people that are close to me and said hey Give me a minute or two of a defense of your team as the Super Bowl favorite. Okay. And I heard back from several people, but I received three responses. And so I'm going to play for you the audio, okay. and we'll just hear what we see. Okay? I love it. We're not going to hear what we see. I don't yeah. even know what that, makes, what that means. But but whatever that is, let's do it. So okay. first off, my dear friend Josiah talking about his beloved Niners. Okay. All right, the 49ers are headed to the Super Bowl. Anything less than that would be a disappointment. Uh, It's been another injury-riddled season, but they've gotten healthy at just the right time. There's weapons all over the place, playmakers on both sides. Nick Bosa should be the defensive player of the year. Uh, Probably should be in the MVP conversation if that wasn't always given to quarterbacks. That's how much he affects the game. Uh, Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw is probably the best linebacker duo in football. Um, D'Amico Ryan just has that defense playing at a super high level. Those guys are all unselfish. They just want to win and beat teams up. Um, the offensively, I don't know how you plan to stop Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, who just got back. Those are two of the more versatile weapons in football. Um, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk just had his first thousand yard receiving season. 
Uh, Elijah Mitchell just got back, has already scored touchdowns in, in both games since he got back. Juwan Jennings can't be stopped on third down. Um, the list just goes on and on. Trent Williams is the best O-lineman in football. Uh, he's had that O-line performing better and better all season. Uh, Brock Purdy has been one of the more poised, confident rookie quarterbacks we've seen in a while. Uh, with Shanahan at the strings, it's just it's, it's a machine. It's hard to stop. There's too many playmakers all over the place. And uh, I see the Niners handling their business this year. In the words of E40, it's bang, bang, Niner gang. I mean, we might as well end that the podcast. That was thorough. My <laughs> goodness. Josiah is a, uh, a financial left. planner by trade, but he wow. probably could quit his day job yeah. for that. Left no room for, like, me. Like, he covered every single base. I think there's nothing to say except for, yes, I agree, clearly. Yeah. And, uh... Maybe we just move on to the next one. I mean, yeah. that's kind of a mic drop right there. Yeah, honestly. All right, here's my friend Cam okay. about his beloved Buffalo Bills. The Bills will start on offense, and that obviously starts with Josh Allen. He can make any throw from anywhere on the field, and he can take over a game with his legs. When he's on fire, he's really hard to stop. We saw that in the Kansas City game last year. Uh, thrown to guys like Diggs, one of the best receivers in the game, and Gabe Davis, who not only has been showing up big in the playoffs, but uh, all season he's shown that he could be a deep threat to score from anywhere on the field. Uh, what a lot of people aren't talking about is the run game and the emergence of James Cook. Uh, Singletary has still been our lead back, but uh, Cook coming in as a passing down back and as a change of pace guy, he's really added a, a spark and some explosiveness to that offense. And uh, Knox, who's been used as a blocker for most of the season, he's finally started to get some more looks in the red zone, and he's got a few touchdowns the past few weeks. I think he's going to be a real matchup problem for some of these defenses. And on defense, despite losing Von Miller, our front four has been playing pretty well and generating pressure. On the other side of that coin, Tredavious White is about a month back from injury, and he's starting to look like his all-pro self again. Then we have Kyer Elam, who was our rookie first-round corner. He played really well early in the year, had some injury trouble. He was a healthy scratch, don't really know what happened there. But he played really well last week. He had an interception, and I don't think he gave up a catch. So if they can buy a couple more seconds for the D-line to get to the QB, put him in third and long situations, I think that's going to be the key to beating some of these high-powered offenses. On top of that, Micah Hyde started practicing again last week. If we could get him back, especially after losing Hamlin, this defense would be in much better shape against some of these great receivers. Okay, okay. I actually do have some thoughts. Okay. You know the one thing about Josh Allen? Mm -hmm. And I've actually mentioned this to you before that I think Josh Allen's great. I believe he can make every throw on the field. Yeah. I believe he can take over the game with his legs. People are starting to talk about this. I just looked at the numbers. He's played 77 regular season games in his career. Okay. He has 81 turnovers. Goodness. That's over a turnover a game. It's not great. And this year alone, he had 20 turnovers between interceptions and fumbles lost in 17 games. I don't trust that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. honestly, the Bills' defense took a step back this year, I think. I don't think their defense can just win them games. So now I'm wondering, well, we'll see who I picked in this game. But now I'm like, dude, am I talking myself out of the Bills being the Bengals next week? Up it's really interesting. Back. It's really forth. interesting. All that's all I have to week. add. I don't know if I trust Josh Allen. I really don't. Well, I mean, I just, I love the passion that we're hearing. I'm loving the knowledge. Um, 
this dear friend, one Micah Taylor, who both Coda and I love dearly, yep. um, does not profess to be a stat head. So we're going to see <laughs> where he takes this. This is about his Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Hello, I am Micah, and I have been the leading football expert for the last 100 years. And let me tell you, I've seen my fair share of pigskins tossed here and there. And I can tell you with 98.3% certainty that the Bengals, my Bengal boys, are going to win the big one. That's right, the big one. There's two reasons. First is I have it on good authority that the Bengal brothers are going to be loading up on local Cincinnati delicacy Skyline Chili. You might think that that would make them gassy, and you'd be correct. The expelling of gas will make them be able to run up to 30 miles an hour like a SpaceX rocket. The other reason is a guy named Joseph Burrow. Weird name for a guy, right? First name is the name of Jesus' stepdad. The last name is Donkey. Well, what did Jesus ride on before Easter? Just saying God is on our side. And that's why I think the big boy trophy is going to my Cincy Benjis. Wow. Now that... That was beautiful. That's hard to argue with. I mean, you can't argue with God, can you? You can't, and you probably shouldn't. Um... Micah, that was that was truly that was moving. beautiful. Moving. He should be on the podcast every week. Well, he's coming back probably less for his hot takes <laughs> or his passion for his Cincy Benjis, but wow. uh, we're gonna bring him in as someone who doesn't delight in sports quite like we do. Uh, that was he's impressive. got some more takes for us, but thank you, Micah, and thank you, yes. Cam and Josiah. Gosh, that was fun. That was and great. Lots of lots, of course, lots of great opinions there. Lots of great, very thorough. Micah really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. You have to send that to me. I would like to listen to that every morning I wake up. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for the surprise. I need to start surprising you. I'm ready. I'm going to think of some surprises. It's only episode three. It's only episode three. I have some time. But moving on, we talked about our picks from last week's Manuka, the Misses and Me. We're going to do it again. Once again, this is where the most beautiful dog in LA, Manuka, makes her picks. Our wives make their picks, and we make our picks. Mm. And, you know, we see who comes out on top. It's mm. a tight, ra- tight race right now outside Manuka. Sorry about that, Manuka. It'll get better, hopefully this week. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, she could be 500 after yeah. this week. Who do you want to start with, Ben? Um, I will start with, uh, I would say let's start with Shannon and Annie, because yeah. they did so well last week. They really did. Yeah. Really did. I'll, I'll read them. How about? Okay. So the, the women are absolutely spot on uh the same when it comes to these cowboys rolling on and the chiefs defending their home turf yeah however they split the other games annie with the eagles beating the giants defending their home turf and shannon saying nope giants are taking that one whereas annie has the bills going uh no sorry the Bengals going to the bills and losing whereas shannon has the Bengals going to the bills and coming out victorious Wow, honestly, all good, all could happen. I think very you know? reasonable. There's not really a crazy pick in here. No. It's hard to make a crazy pick this week. Yeah. Now that we're getting you know to the divisional round, there should be good teams playing each other. So impressive. Uh, I'll hit mine. Uh, same with Annie and Shannon. I went with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I texted you today actually to yeah. change that because. Yeah. I just, I don't know, I really believe in them, and I'm probably going to be here next week being like, I should trust in my actual gut. 
But I'm going with the Cowboys here. I'm going to go Giants upset over the Eagles, which I would assume that is actually an upset on the line. I would be kind of shocked. Confirmed. Yep. Philly, I would be shocked. Philly uh, by seven and a half is what the line that is seems, That seems fair. I, yeah. could, I could take that. About a touchdown, I could take that. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the Chiefs at home. Sorry, Jags. Also a little bitter there. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would have picked the Chiefs against the Chargers either way. And then I'll go with the Bills. This I almost made an audible here because I just slandered Josh Allen's name. Bills fans, Bills Mafia, don't come after me. I think he's great. I just don't think he's trustworthy. I'll go with the Bills. Home field again, it's a big deal. Yeah. Where are you going with Ben? Um, want to quote my friend Ken Anderson by saying that Josh Allen is a lot like Aslan, that he is, uh, he's good, but he's not safe. And I'm wow. like, that, that actually harkens back to On the Dime. Wow. And I'm like, that's just truly aging well. That's an yeah. accurate statement. Mm-hmm. Um, well, believe it or not, I actually, my four picks were all on the, uh, were all on the correct side of, of Vegas, according to them. So okay. Kansas City by eight and a half, Philly by seven and a half, the Bills by five, and the Niners by three and a half were my picks. Ironically, I felt most confident uh, about the Niners, mm. though they had the, apparently the closest spread. That's actually um, really interesting. Yeah, and I and my picks for these games were actually much more gaudy. So I have the Chiefs winning thirty one seventeen over the Jags, the Eagles winning thirty five twenty one over the Giants, the Bills eking out the Bengals twenty eight twenty four. Okay. And the Niners taking care of business 24-13 to 13 over the Cowboys. I'm not Ooh, lying. 13. Okay, okay. Five touchdown blasts for me from okay. Dak Prescott. You know, we have some time. I'll hit scores too. Please, I'll just I'll go do. off the top of my head. I'll go back and listen to these. I'll take Cowboys over Niners. Yep. I'm going to go kind of a weird score. We haven't had really any weird scores yet. I'll go 29-26. Let's okay. just go random score. 29-26 Cowboys. I love it. Giants over Eagles. 24-21. These okay. are going to be great games. Yep. Chiefs over Jags. Don't think that one's going to be quite as close. I'll go 35-20. 35-20. Yep. yep. And I'll go Bills over Bengals. Let's go 28-20. 28-20. Guys, we went on record. We went on yeah. record. We put our necks in the line. We really here. did. I'm proud of us. I am. Um, and then, I guess, Manuka is the last one. Yeah. Cody, yeah. What does Manuka got for us? Well, Manuka is a little less underdog heavy. Actually, very dog heavy. Yeah. Um, Niners over the Cowboys. Eagles over the Giants. Homestand Chiefs over the Jags. And Bills over the Bengals. Which is Manuka exactly really... what her daddy picked. Exactly. Maybe what she realizes pick. that she'd rather be five hundred than honestly. Five, maybe Manuka, Manuka's clearly taken a direction change here. Has I, really I want her abandoned to live, the underdogs. Live from her heart. Yeah, that's she has okay. she has left her heart's calling. Um, well, that was great. I'm really excited to listen back to these. I'm afraid I'm going to listen back and be like, "Go to those scores were crazy." That was very off the top of your head. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the end of this episode, I suppose. Let me give you one okay. nugget before you tell us what we're going to do I love next it. week. I love Just it. because I wanted to jump in. Okay. Um, our all-time records right now, I added in Georgia mm. and TCU because okay. I incorrectly left them out, which after last week brings me to a whopping 6-5 and five okay. all-time. Over 500. It is, but my colleague here, Coda, is 8-3. and three. That's, that's hot. That's fiery. That's feeling good. I'm afraid what that's going to look like next week. 
I might be able to level the score, or else I think you're really going to take me behind the woodshed. So we'll see. Thank we'll you see. for letting me jump in, Kevin. Well, thank you. We'll have to remember that. It's yeah. noted now. Everyone knows. So people are going to know what my overall record is next week. Yeah. I'm very afraid it's going to be like 8-7. and seven. We'll see. <laughs> um, but next week we'll be reacting to the info playoffs and reacting to my potentially very bad career record suddenly. Uh, we'll be talking about the divisional round what we think is going to happen in the championships, maybe some early Super Bowl predictions Yeah, we could see. Uh, obviously, Manuka the misses and me picks. And then I think I'm going to talk about QBs a lot next week. Mm. Ben has this written for me. We're going to talk about a different kind of QB debate. Mm. I'm not exactly sure what this is. This is a little bit of a, I guess, a surprise for me as well. But yeah, it's going to be a good week. Yeah. Lots to talk about. It's going to be loaded. Koda, always a pleasure. I'm, I'm coming for you record-wise. <laughs> I think you are. Well, this was, amazingly, episode three of the Fourth Quarter Podcast. Yeah, this was great, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>